Welcome to the Night Flight Slumber Party. My name is Nick from the Found Footage Festival, and with me is Night Flight's own KJ. And KJ, I'm really excited about the theme we've cooked up for this episode. Me too. This episode is such a good one, probably one of my favorites so far. It is the corrupted childhood theme. Uh, This episode, we've got Nickelodeons, the adventures of Pete and Pete actors, Mike Morona and Danny Tamborelli. Oh boy, yeah, they will corrupt your childhoods for sure. Plus, we're going to hear from our slumber party experts, Susan and Denise, and we'll talk about a movie called The Peanut Butter Solution, which corrupted my childhood, I know. Um, KJ, have you ever forgotten this movie? I didn't watch it as a child, but it it corrupted my childhood retroactively. <laughs> yeah, that, it, it has that effect, trust us. And uh, we're going to be talking to, talk about, you know, corrupting kids, our first puppeteer, also a prolific rap video director, and he's also created a Dayglow universe called Hoodland with a bunch of characters that populate it uh, as Ghetto Geppetto on Instagram and Hoodland on YouTube. It's Roy Miles, everybody. Yo! And a lot of times we tell guests, hey, we're wearing our pajamas, and they're just like, okay, I'm not doing that. But look, look what you've got on. Yes, it's a whole deal. I would stand up. I don't want to mess up the camera view, but yeah. I'm down. You know, you don't go to a slumber party and not wear a pajama. What kind of jerk? <laughs> not wear a pajama. How dare you? I dare you. So that goes <laughs> all the way down then, Roy? That's... Oh, wow. So it's Oh, a- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Roy did want to reiterate that is not a snuggie. It's not a snuggie. <laughs> you know, they want to, if Snuggie wants to pay some money, all day. Now there's the Snuggie, the blanket that has sleeves. Use your laptop without being cold, or enjoy a snack while staying snuggly warm. Roy, you've done it all, but among other things, directed uh, rap videos. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Too many what's what's that process like and how, how'd you get into it mostly it's like uh, you do videos that's the process <laughs> um but honestly i started way back in like the early 90s uh, uh buddies that were in the recording industry and just sort of glommed on to them because i'm not a rapper and sort of learned those ways i've always loved film and making videos and stuff but Normally, after a while, like the record companies start to, you know, after you've made a few, they start to contact you and you work. I worked hand in hand with a lot of indie labels and stuff. So that that worked out. Are there like cliches and rap videos that you're expected to do that you like try to avoid or like what's the. Yeah. What's, yeah. Like everything you can imagine. Um, but like if, if from the early 90s, it was like garbage can fire hard chain dirt chain link fences and then eventually it moved to fancy car and you know by now it's vr lasers and you know all kind of uh geometric <laughs> At what point did the hot tub 
come in though because the that's was always there. Saying. You remember LL Cool J? Remember <laughs> I Need Love? His yes. friend was like, "Yo, L, we chilling." So, <laughs> the hot tub was right there at the beginning. <laughs> you just Didn't got a hot tub you? guy. You call now. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the guy exactly. exactly. <laughs> but honestly, when people call me to do videos, they don't want that stuff. They want something weird uh, or strange or just out of the uh, out of the norm. So I've been lucky enough to like have a body of work where it's just like, yeah, you know, you're not going to get you no know, regular rap shit. If I like what you're doing, I don't really necessarily like have to like the genre of music, which most times I've been lucky enough to like, like the artists a lot, but I like to help people with their vision. So let's make something weird. Let's do something <laughs> weird. <laughs> That's our mantra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good gig, too. I know it, we, of course, are in love with your puppets. And I know that that Slim is like a semi-successful rapper puppet. Right. Is he going to make his own video coming up? Yeah. You know, he's I mean, he sold 90 trillion records. Like I, I checked the, the Google did today. He sold a lot of records. <laughs> like I'm not really in that range, but I know he has videos coming out, but he would never. uh Asked me to direct them because I'm not a, at that. I'm not a Hype Williams type of, you know, Mark Romanak type of a dude, but uh, I'm pretty sure he has some stuff coming out. I don't he's I definitely in to, touch with the hot tub guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a hot tub guy, just like uh, Nicki Minaj has a, a oil person. Well, let's talk about puppets. You know, we're yeah. fans of the whole Hoodland crew on your Instagram and your YouTube. So take us through how you got started in, in puppetry. Yeah, it was all by accident. You know, I was, uh, I had this character that uh, I've been saying Hoodfoot since 1991. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. There was, I don't know if you saw <laughs> got a some... cameo. But anyway, uh, Hoodfoot um, is just something I've been saying for a long time. You know, when friends of mine sneak up on me, I'm like, man, you a damn Hoodfoot. Uh, you know, inner city Sasquatch. Uh, and I started when I started making cartoons uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. I just uh, it's a character that just sort of came out. And eventually, uh, the more I drew him, the more I wanted to see him alive. So I created a puppet. And uh, yeah, then after that, I was like, oh, I need to make another puppet. And that first puppet took me forever. It took me like 10 months. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going to make this puppet. And I made so many different versions of that puppet um, so that. By the time I was done, I kind of knew, you know, how to put something together. Uh, and then Fuzzy came afterwards. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff. I don't, I'm not, I don't sew and stuff. So it's like finding baby clothes that look cool on, you know, tiny little bodies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, it just, it just kind of spiraled out. Then the, I love the banana splits. I love the Muppets. I love Sid and Marty Croft. I love all that stuff from the 70s, uh, late 60s, early 70s. It's like a big deal for me. It's all I ever think about, honestly, Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> and so, like, I always thought, how funny would it be to have, you know, mascots of my characters? And at the time, nobody even knew that the characters existed, let alone have full, you know, theme park style mascots of them. But to me, it's just, it's just funny. And, you know, you only live once. And I may not get a theme park, but no, no, go, go, go. Sorry, guys. He asked me for money. Um, you know, I might not have my own theme park one day, but you know, I, I I do it all here in my studio. I just do it myself, you know. And yeah, you mentioned mascots, so maybe that's what we've been seeing, kind of wandering through. I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate the professionalism of staying focused on yeah, us. Like, this is, you know, I, I got to let you guys know my goal in life was to be like a Walt Disney type of, you know, a, a person, but really uh, I've decided to become a more of like a Paul Lind of the podcast world, you know, like nice. I want to be on the center star of every podcast. So this is, I'm here for you guys. You are our center square. Paul, uh, was Snow White a blonde or a brunette? Only Walt Disney knew for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one thing I noticed about, I'm a huge Alf fan. I'm a huge Sesame Street fan. Um, You know, I'm a huge fan of puppets in general. And like a lot of times outtakes will leak. What the hell was that? Sweet Jesus. In Muppets, too, you find, like, the more wholesome and squeaky clean the puppet the show is, the more, yeah, the more the dirtier they get yeah. when they're not being recorded, you know? so I did the opposite. I just came out <laughs> with dirty puppets. Like, you do that, nothing shocks the, the audience, you know? So now that you've been doing puppetry for a while, like, do you notice bad puppetry? Like, what are the pitfalls that you see? So, like, I'm learning this every day right like the pandemic was a blessing because i got to sit in here and do this stuff um but you know i'm not formally trained and i'm working on this stuff every single day and but when i do what i do notice even in my own work is if like uh the minute they're not moving they're dead uh and it's not like 2d animation where you see like like the the basic hanna-barbera old school style where they'll just stop and it's it's fine um, but when it's a physical living, uh, appears to be a living thing, they have to be always moving, even if they're not talking. They have to like, so you have to have, give it a sense of breath and some sort of rhythm uh, to how they speak. Um, I do it just by channeling that person. Uh, I, when I create a character, it's normally based on someone I've come across in my life and sort of an exaggerated version of that person, even exaggerated versions of myself. My mama gave me that. You owe me some money, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Ah. That's my drink. That's my drink. My mama gave me that drink. It must be cathartic then. If these are like versions of yourself, maybe you don't get to express all the time. I mean, when you have a puppet. Man, let me tell you. The first time I put Hoodfoot on, in my mind, he was another person. But when I put the puppet on, and turned it around and started and opened the mouth. My youngest daughter was there and he immediately was talking shit to her. (laughs) And I said, oh, so this is not for kids. Also, (laughs) it became her like mortal enemy is that guy. (laughs) She was like, take that off. I hate it. And I was like, oh, I think I've stumbled onto some gold here. Well, we're looking forward to a demonstration of that because I would love to... um get roasted right. basically by a puppet well who knows they're even a, a roasted i mean you got the whole princess leia thing so that may god damn it <laughs> i told you nick yeah you played yourself on that one yeah <laughs> I mean, uh, look look at this you think i'm not gonna bring up look at this you think i'm gonna bring up star wars come on man it's bound to happen the conversation's uh, always gonna go there no matter what kind of hairstyle you had kj i mean it's yeah. going to come around to Star Wars eventually. <laughs> yeah, no matter what. Not through any fault of my own normally, but yeah, you're right. We like to play 
at least one slumber party game with all yes. the guests here. And, you know, we've been doing truth or dare, but we realize the dares are just more fun. So do you want to just play dare or dare? dare, dare. Double dare. Double, triple dare. Yes. I will not guarantee that I will accept the dare, but go for it. <laughs> all right. So here's your dare. We we know that um, you went to high school with Del the funky homo sapien. You're, yes, you're I know still, that guy. Still friends. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina wants to quit. Here's the dare. Yes. T- text Dell. Yes. And say the following. Okay, well, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Here, do it. Here's what we want you to text. Without explanation, just say, ever seen E.T.? Super good. Okay. Here it goes. Let me find him. <laughs> why? Wait, why E.T.? What, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Can we, can, can we change this for a second? Okay, yeah. E.T. is kind of good. Well, right? I know, I know, but it's just why would you be texting out of the blue your no, friend Dell and saying... Well, how about ever seen Steel Magnolias? Super <laughs> okay, good. great. Great. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Even better. And they just, you know, no wink emojis. Just kind of send it and see what happens. Let me tell you something. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, you can't. Cher I never Cher. text somebody that. And, and Cher is know. great in that movie. Cher's uh, not in that movie. Oh, well, then I, I hate it. <laughs> Roy, when's the last time you texted <laughs> Dell? Will this kind of be out of the blue? or uh, We just talked. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What day is this? Just last Thursday. Okay. All right. So he fairly recently, but... our conversations tend to go a long time. So you guys don't know what you've just done. Uh, <laughs> hey fam, have you seen, Oh, I spelled seen wrong. Dummy. Uh, Steel Magnolias? <laughs> the movie. Not the rapper. God, that's a really good rapper name. All right, there it is. Oh, I and then you have to say super good. You you have to super good. You're recommending this movie. Watch it, dog. (laughs) There it goes. I did that. All right. Yeah, we got proof. <laughs> and let us know if you hear back. We definitely want the full report. <laughs> you don't even know what you just did. <laughs> because he might respond like, "Yeah, I did see it." <laughs> it's like, is oh, that, is, is so Olympia, hard. Is Olympia Dukakis in that movie? Yes. 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 And Dolly Parton. Uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah, Dolly Parton. Yeah, it's right up Dell's alley. So ho- hopefully uh, he reports it's back. It's probably up his alley. It's, it's, I think I have a VHS copy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop loves still Magnolias. Spoken like a true smart ass. What's ne- next for you? What's next for Hoodland? What's next for Hoodfoot and the whole gang? Right. So, so uh, right now we're, uh, when I say we, I mean me entirely uh, by myself. Uh, I'm making some more episodes. Uh, we're going to be bringing back an old toy line of mine, the biddies, uh, but like mega biddies. So they used to be this small. Now they're going to be this big. Uh, so that's next year. So, you know, all this stuff takes time. And just, you know, 
looking for partners to make this stuff go further and keep it moving, you know? I feel weird bringing this up, Roy, but I think Hoodfoot has a bit of a crush on KJ. He seemed to. I wonder if I could maybe just set <laughs> yeah. something up here. Maybe if, if Hoodfoot wants to come in, maybe we could do a I little blind date here and just see see if the sparks fly. If they don't, don't no harm, no foul, right? Oh, you brought something for oh look at you. Oh, these are real okay, so give this to her. Okay. Come come here. Come on, Get down here. Like so he he said he wanted to give this to you, KJ. Well, tell what you think. <laughs> okay. But you're gonna have to earn it, he said. I don't know what that means. Go back over there. Oh. Well, you know, I'm oh wait, wait. I'm pretty no, desperate. Fuzzy wants to say hi. He loves, he's giving you, okay. Oh, shit. Okay, see now what you're doing. Oh, no. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We got to figure this out. Guys, I got room for you both. (laughs) Everybody's losing their head over you, KJ, but just another week on the Night Flight Slumber Party. Thank you so much to Roy Miles for joining us and coming to our slumber party. And who can ever forget that monumental onesie? Who is going to corrupt our childhoods next? The adventures of Pete and Pete's own Mike Morona and Danny Tamborelli, Pete yeah. and Pete. Now, these guys not only, uh, you know, were, were they kids together on one of the coolest shows in the 90s, they've maintained a friendship and they, uh, you know, do a weekly podcast called The Adventures of Danny and Mike. And they also do a live touring show called Nostalgia Personified, where they throw at Eclipse and, and make fun of each other. Did you watch Pete and Pete growing up? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. First of all, I would like to welcome you all to the 666th annual Ginger Meeting. And what an unholy alliance this is. Um, yeah, it's the elephant in the room. We all have red or reddish hair. And we just, I know everybody's going to be commenting on reddish. it. So we just have to... We have to own it. Just ginger it closet already. Oh gosh. <laughs> own it. Own it. Here, is this is this more helpful? Because it's, it's oh, looking yeah. a little it's looking a little auburn, and I want to make sure luxurious. That I, I love it. I want to make sure everybody can see that nobody's lying. And is that anybody a hair else or a spray? Is it do I have this right that it's the 30th anniversary of the first Pete and Pete special? I feel like I I did the math on that. It's this year, yeah. This yeah, year. This the, year. In the, in the 2021st year of our Lord. I think it's the 30th anniversary <laughs> of Ren and Stimpy today or something. Oh, really? Today? Yeah, wow. or yesterday. Something or like really, that. Who knows? Really recently. A, and you you guys have been... Um, and you we know about podcast. that. We know about that now because anytime anything happens with 90s Nickelodeon, somebody's going to ask us our opinion whether we like it or not. Oh, they're like, what's your stance on Red yeah, and Stimpy? Like, yeah, yeah, you're like, it's, it was fucking great. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> so you've been friends and coworkers for 30 plus years of, of that now. How do you keep the spark alive? We use a large vibrating egg. Yeah, and lots of lube. <laughs> okay, good answer. Yeah. You know, I love the, how you're you know, just these destroying cool, childhoods right these now. Cool, oh, that's the best, though. If you have the power, if you have that power to just, just do a little glass breaking in someone's head. What, a little Thanos can, snap is what you're you thinking you of? Can, look, you, I always carry around a dust broom just in case. I help people clean it up, but it's fun to break them. Just a little bit. I guess that was oh broken my God, when Michael showed guys, up naked. You look so old, you look so old now.
Were you on TV like 30 years ago? Yeah, I was 10 years old. Do you think a 10-year-old should look like a 40-year-old? That's fucked up. We got news for you. (laughs) Yeah, even Andy Milanakis doesn't look like that. You guys both still look (laughs) the same. You guys are both still adorable. I want to pinch your cheeks. But KJ, you did bring up the fact, I mean, we were dressed in pajamas. You looks like you have a comfortable T-shirt on, Danny. And But Mike, you you appear to be shirtless. Is that? Well, I, I don't. Danny told me that it would be pajamas. <laughs> like I got a very a brief briefing on this, which in the form of a forwarded email with like a, a line above it. And, and then said, I'm either going to go in PJs, which I, I um, five minutes late because I was looking for I stole I stole a shirt from a college girlfriend and it was her night shirt and it was a like nineteen eighty-seven new kids on the block, like long white slumber shirt. Oh what is going me, on it here? Fits Ooh. me like a glove, by the way. It would have been <laughs> hot, but I could not seem to find it in the, the time that I needed. And then so I said, I'm either gonna wear PJs or normal. Or I'm going to go in the buff because I sleep in the nude because those are my PJs, my skin. Do you really sleep in the nude? Or are, we, are we breaking? Are we breaking no. news here? Sorry, I just changed. No, my mic. I don't. Well, extremely. I don't. I don't much anymore now that our son comes into bed with us. So I wear underwear now, which is it is what it is. But for Learning yes, for lot. those at home, I've been a nude sleeper for a long time. What can I that say? That was actually one of the questions we were going to ask you. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's also boxes. really. There's also this weird, like. Okay, yeah. Thank you, thank <laughs> you, right. Danny. Yes. Okay. Fuck you. More <laughs> accurate. There we go. No, you got you got to- both topless for free. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is really. I couldn't have asked for better. Well, you know, it's like I've known Nick for a long time. I'm very comfortable around him. I We're just met, I just met together. the both of you, and I'm very we, comfortable. We grew, we grew up shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and you both entered into here talking and singing New Kids on the Block. This is something Mike did when he came in. He was singing a New Kids on the Block song. And I have New Kids on the Block poster. Yeah, it is. Oh, you do. I told I, you it's an unholy alliance and we're all connected. My well, here, sister's here. friend definitely had one of those posters. I had a I had a mad magazine. I think my sister might have one of them. That posters. had that had like all these stickers that you could put up. They were like they were more like postage stamps. Oh, new kids had, on the black. They had, yes, yeah, exactly. I had that they issue. Had all sorts of funny ones. Like it's 10 p.m. Do you care where the new kids are? <laughs> or like the new kids killed Laura Palmer. And I was like, I don't necessarily. <laughs> that's get that so joke. I don't even know what that joke means yet, but that's going on the door because that's cool. It took, I me still, a little, I, it took me a long time to figure out that was a Twin Peaks reference. By me, I started watching Twin Peaks. Was that I, Al Jaffe? <laughs> I could still picture the drawing of Danny. It was very ape-like in that mad issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They really emphasized <laughs> they, they the really, really yeah. His jowls <laughs> really. <laughs> but but uh, so here, the reason I was getting to that, that uh, knowing each other for 30 years thing is because I, I do a touring show and I've known my uh, guy I do it with for 40 years we've been doing it uh we've known each other since we were 10 as well and we're when we're on the road it is like an old married couple we're like he knows he snores so he gives me a head start on falling asleep and puts the air conditioning on first there's little things about him that irritate me (laughs) you know it's that kind of old married couple thing are there things like that for you guys the butt warmer in the rental car Uh uh-huh that's the the game the game is who's got the hot seat 
Just turn, just turn the butt forget. warmer up to high. And you got to get the right model of rental car where you can't obviously see. It's not like in the mm-hmm. central console because then you have to do all this and stuff. You, like, oh, let me change the radio. It, yeah, warmer. yeah, exactly. We see that. I'm, I'm the the national car Sorry, guys. Give, see give me us a new, go, give us another oh, model. No. I'm like, yeah, don't want this one. I want the <laughs> other one. Anyways. You're driving up to New Haven. Your butt feels a little warm. Maybe it's sweating, but you just think, oh, maybe it's just warm in the car. And then you just don't think about it. You don't think about it zero, until it's zero to five. It's zero to five. Yeah. You keep, once you notice it, you notice it. And then you're like, oh, it's really hot. <laughs> that is so funny. It's like, I love it. It's just stupid. But that's a that's that that's something that keeps our relationship going. Tell us about the show, though. It's uh, you've been touring together doing Nostalgia Personified. Is that the, the name of it, right? Yes, Nostalgia Personified. It's like a video clip show where we show old, stupid things that we that are available easily on YouTube. <laughs> Our story begins on the subject of scabs. Hello, and welcome to Scab Talk. We're just basically making fun of each other every night for an hour or so. So like, so it's like the like, usual, but like then game. Yeah. we invite yeah, people ex- in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so then the usual, the usual things to rib. And then by like the second or third show, we've recycled all of our good ribbing. And then that's when the fun starts. Cause then you like trying to think of other you have shit. To dig deeper. And you have to dig a little bit deeper. And some <laughs> like of those four, three grainy sounds like a Sebado cover band. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's it, some of those some of those deep dives cut deep too. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, when we think of insults <laughs> that don't just like come off the top of the head. Yeah, like when you've heard yeah. the same insult 150 times, like it's still funny. But when you hear that fresh one and it gets a good laugh, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh Keep hey, that bang. Danny. Speaking of insults, I would love to know. I think we'd all love to know. Do you still use any of the little Pete insults? Do those still slip into your conversations? Go recycle yourself. I do say, I guess I say kill me with a brick still on occasion. That's that is adorable. But uh, what was it like? So you're on this cool show in the 90s and like, you're kind of Nickelodeon stars at the height of Nickelodeon. Like, could you get into the Viper Room? Like, what were the benefits of that? You guys seem like Viper Room guys. I mean, we got paid underage drinking, <laughs> rap parties. Sure, finding out which bars that they had the rap party at, and make it nice, nice, so then you can go back with your friends and be like, "Hey, this is cool, right?" <laughs> killer slash accessory to murder episode of law and order where my character wore rollerblades, but I could not for the life of me rollerblade. So I slung them around my shoulders. I never had to actually skate in the, in the show. Cause that would have been really embarrassing and not fun and painful. That's an I, amazing look too. That really gets a thing. It was the thing that they, that they used to catch me. They like, they, they knew who I was by the rollerblades. <laughs> And one of them had skates with those plastic wheels. You mean rollerblades? That's right, rollerblades. <laughs> Let me see the diameter of those wheels. It's the Wait, same, no spin. Boss. It's this, the way they spin. Oh, it's him. It's him, officer. <laughs> Do a triple lutz. I think that was a character choice, Mike. I don't think uh, that was because you couldn't rollerblade. I think you were making an acting choice with that. I, I, I made Stylistic I made some real choices. Choice. I made some real choices on that one, including. <laughs> um, 
having a foot race with uh you know 70 plus year old Jerry Orbach on the <laughs> Central Park on the Central Park Reservoir and smoking a cigarette before each take so I wouldn't run too fast. Hey police What was I thinking? <laughs> I don't know. But was, was that I, one of the last things that Jerry Orbuck's eyes ever saw? Was oh you? God! <laughs> These eyes <laughs> donate your eyeballs. Jerry These Orbuck. eyes have made a difference in someone else's life. Thanks, Jerry Orbuck. <laughs> Since this is a slumber party sort of related show, okay. we have uh, we have games of truth or dare that we like to play with our guests. I feel like and I have to put my shirt back on. I'm ready. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not, we're not doing anything too crazy. I mean. I'm just saying, I, you know, like, this is yeah, all funny games. The Patreon You're like, hey, like, hey, it's a PJ's thing. And it's a slumber party. And I was like, yeah. Oh, but I, you know, I sleep in the nude, whatever. So maybe this will be fun. But then you just brought it back to that it's a slumber party. And imagine if you invited two of your friends over <laughs> to the slumber party that, like, when it's time for bed, they just drop trowel and they're just like, I don't, I don't know how many slumber parties you went to, but that happens, dude. I mean, at my all girls I mean, slumber parties, we kind of did that, but oh man, I have heard about that from girls only, not from yeah. dudes. I don't really hear about dudes. You only each do other it during the pillow naked. fights. I mean, other than that, you you wear your lingerie. Right, right. You wear. You wear this your is just like zero for conduct. This is exactly the same as I always thought. Right, you your, your slumber parties, KJ, were in uh, Teen Boy Imaginations. Is that what what I'm hearing? <laughs> that it was Basically, yeah, and, okay. and like a uh, penthouse forum. Right, right. But, <laughs> but we do have. We're, we're going to skip the truth so part classy. of the truth. We're straight to the dare. Your slumber we're party was classy. We did, we did the reading one. Can we okay? do physical challenge? Penthouse then? forum was for the reader. <laughs> right. <laughs> we looked at pictures. God damn it! You're not supposed to know what that is, kid. Like you're always gonna be like little Pete to me. Yes. Oh, to, to Mike. you. <laughs> well, I got my first kiss on the set of Pete. Pete, thank you very much. <gasps> With who? We have to know. <laughs> uh, she was the daughter of the guy that we rented the, rented the house space right? to hold all of the gear in New Jersey. There's something in the business known as a must hire, which is like. <laughs> Either the producer knows somebody or there's somebody's kid or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Danny had a kiss with a must hire. Basically. Erica was a must hire. <laughs> and a must I'm kiss. on the opposite of that list, I think. <laughs> you're, you're on the do not hire list. Yeah, I, I'm blacklisted. <laughs> we dare you to leave outgoing messages on each other's voicemail, but they have to be somewhat dirty. So the logistics of this are you'll hold hold your phone up to your headphones uh, speaker or your computer speaker. The other guy will record the outgoing voice message and you got to keep it on there for, I don't know, what do you think, KJ, a week? I don't know. We're going to call them intermittently at like three in the morning <laughs> to make to sure check. that it's still yeah. there. So, you you know, you said you have new insults that you're, you know, you probably haven't had a chance to do at a live show for a while. Maybe you got some stored up here. You could uh, you could unleash. Here's the real thing that's going to happen. I'm going to forget. And this is going to be stuck on my phone until somebody goes, the hell's with that voicemail? Do you guys remember those answering machine pre-recorded messages that were funny and they would have like a rap? I'm glad you called, but I'm not home. But I'll be back before too long. You got to 
Crazy Calls, a tape of seven different songs and funny recordings for only $14.95. Wait for the beat. You gotta leave your name. You gotta leave your number. To order? Wait for the beat. We made our own. You did? Yeah. Though, Do you as still a have them? Uh, I oh, can remember adorable. the rap. Uh, Let's hear it. Or maybe that's what you leave is. Oh, yes, you, you can have do to an leave amended that. version. Here you go. Sure, sure. Hold I on, can bud. do it. I can adapt it. Okay. I can adapt it from my go. family lyrics to Timberly. Are you ready? Okay. Give me give me a three, two, one or something. Three, two, one. We're the Tamborellis, and thanks stop, for your call. Stop, stop, stop. You kill me. Yeah, I just shot, I just shot my whole load. I just shot my <laughs> whole load. <laughs> First take. Time. I only do one take. I'm like Frank Sinatra. Bro. Sorry, hold not on. Kubrick just, here with 127 takes. Okay. One. Three, two, one. We're the Tamborellis. Thanks for your call. We're probably out somewhere having a ball. After you get home, go to sleep. Leave us a message after the beep. It's good. It's real good. Tamborelli, <laughs> thanks for your call. We're probably out somewhere having a ball. After you get home, go to sleep. Leave us a message after. Oh, no. I adapted. I, I adapted. <laughs> Nightmare on My Street by Fresh Prince. Uh, oh, and, uh, yeah. DJ oh, Jazzy oh Jazz. my God. But when I got home and laid down to sleep, that began the nightmare on my street. Do it. Three, two, one. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you got to okay, stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> okay. This Hold is, on. This is killer content right now. Hello. You have reached the phone of Michael C. Morona, actor. Entertainer, lighter, gripper, grabber, any and all of those things. He's not here right now. He's probably doing all of those things at the same time. So why don't you give him a call back? And uh, if he's done doing all that stuff, we'll call you back. Bye. Uh, apparently, um, apparently this uh, this podcast only records in mono, and I was on the wrong uh, earphone. Yeah. Oh there no! No, you weren't. Yeah, it, it's nothing. There's nothing on there. It's just, it's just this. Hey, you might know me from such things as Home Alone and The Adventures of Pete and Pete. My name is Michael C. Morona, and I am also in the business on the other end of the camera. So if you got work for me, please let me know. Call me back. I swear I'll call you back fast. So fast. Bye. Yeah, it's just picking up my air conditioner, really. Uh, okay. Sorry, I see what you're yep. doing right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm this is the whole it. problem. I am playing the I audio I should have never you. let him do it first. Lights, camera, action. Hold on. It's. Hey, oh, come on. Son of a bitch. Hey, uh, yeah, this is Michael C. Moronis. I uh, grew up in Brooklyn, lived in Staten Island for a little bit, Queens, so all over the place. So uh, I sure know how to shoot stuff with lights and cameras. And I was even on TV once as a kid. Maybe you remember me. Got work? Call me. Bye. I like the sort of meek bye at the end, too. That was a nice touch. <laughs> I uh, grew up in Brooklyn. It's definitely audible. Yes. Time. Okay, we did. That's all we, that's all we ask, really. Oh, God. Those were so good, Danny. Oh, my God. See, Solid gold. I got it. Now I feel like I got to go again. I think we have to add, I think we have to add a, uh, a $5 level on the Patreon for outgoing messages done by yours truly. That's... That's a, you know what else you should do? 
to monetize, you should do Pete and Pete Jukebox because you guys know all the words to so many of these early 90s specific songs and you'll just spontaneously bust out with them. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed, just a bit of a break from the norm. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was perfect. I, oh, I had a question. I'm just a boy with a new haircut. <laughs> probably, the be- probably the best year of rock ever, right? 1994. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a question that we had. This is a huge debate on the Night Flight Slumber Party, and that is the definition. I want each of your definition of butt rock. What is butt okay. rock to I you? Got, I got, I'm going to get it all ready for you. You uh, have a home renovation project that you cannot handle yourself. So you bring in some professionals. You hire some guys to do it. And these guys show up in paint-splattered clothing, and they set up to do their work, and they have to put the radio on while they do their work. They're not able to just do their work quietly um, with the sound of working. There has to be radio accompanying this work, whatever it is. It's dirty, it's sweaty, and it's messy. And the radio station that accompanies this work is probably (laughs) Q104.3, and it plays butt rock. It is the the radio listened to by dudes whose butt cracks might show while they're working on some renovations. This is a brand new take on it. It's upset. It's a take that I'm upset about. I don't like this take. You feel seen. It's a problem. I'm not. <laughs> no. The North Jersey contracting space is, is crowded. Because, because guess what? Because Santana comes on Q104. You call that butt rock? I call that classic rock. I think butt rock. But they do play some butt rock when all of a sudden you hear, hold on loosely, don't let go. That's butt rock. If okay, you hear, that is if butt you rock. Hear, if you hear, you're under the gun, you take it on the road. That's butt rock. Okay. If you're telling somebody to do something or if not do something, telling, that's butt rock. If you're telling, <laughs> if you tell Ricky, don't be a hero. Ricky, don't lose that number. That's not butt rock. Steely butt rock. Dan is, is not, not butt, butt rock. rock. But I will also argue but I that love it's the not, definition it's of not that yacht anyway. rock either. I don't care what anybody says. Steely Dan is really walking a tight line between yacht rock, though. It really look. You wait, can you can you can have your ass out on the boat, though. You can you can have butt rock on the yacht. Don't you think that Pete and Pete was like such a musician's show? It was so music based. Yeah. And it, it, gave really, the it gave me the bug. I play music. It was the Velvet Underground of, of TV shows. It was the Velvet <laughs> Underground. <laughs> they were like they only had a hundred fans, but every single one of them started a band. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. It's so true. And and uh, also guest stars. I mean, the soundtrack was great, but Iggy Pop, Debbie Harry, uh, and we did a whole episode about heroin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Kate, Stipe, of course. And, David yeah. Johansson, Kate yes. Pearson. Yes. Sarah Sarah Shannon, Juliana Hatfield, Gordon Gano of the Violent Femmes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was my my biggest miss. Like I had to go to school that day because I wasn't in any of the scenes. So I didn't get to meet him. Oh, wow. That sucked because I was right in the middle of my angst face. You're such a disease. Danny, your band Jounce is is kind of a, a... We just punk punk ass. Big deal. They're kind of a big deal. They're a big deal. Yes. I don't know. It's like anthemic not punk rock, but like we're just chunky. Chunky. I like to say chunky. That's what I say. Chunky dinosaur junior.
Were you listening to different bands than Mike then at the time? Not yeah, less mopey. Some, some. No, he was more like, primus. But he was, mm. he was also, he sense. was also teaching me. He was also teaching me about like you know the, the Pixies and Nirvana. Oh, so you guys had like a, a little it. brother I mean, relationship, really. Yeah, we, I, yeah, we definitely did. I learned a lot about music from from listening to Michael and stealing his CDs. Then I'd have to put them back <laughs> in his. He had some good. Where, had some good rock CDs too. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I was very much into. Uh, I was a, all the grunge that I could find. So it was like Mud Honey and listening. We were to yeah, we were well timed for and, that. And Soundgarden, and then at the same time, like the Weezer Blue album blew my mind, and then that like spawned a whole other thing. I found this band Nerf Herder, and was like, I love this band. <laughs> The people on the set used to just make me like mix CD and mix yeah, tapes. Not that was CDs. the best part, really. So like I was learning about the replacements and Billy Bragg and like you know I I knew who the Big Clash Chestnut. was, but like you know Big Audio Dynamites, like you know stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like cool. I didn't have space in my life for the Kinks for a long time, and then a road trip with Danny really stuck it in there. Oh really? Yeah, huh. yeah, yes, sir. Uh, Victoria, all that, all that stuff. That whole album solid. Sunny afternoon, summer afternoon, Mm -hmm. sunny afternoon, the whole thing. I try to get people who don't like Frank Zappa, and I do everything in my power to turn them around. And like, it's what happens when you run out of drugs? It's very difficult. He didn't do drugs, (laughs) man. Just coffee and cigarettes. Okay. Yeah. No, that's. I'm pretty sure that's a blur. That's a blur album or something, right? That's not. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was a, nice, what a beautiful natural pause that was. Like, we just it all, was. That was like really. Live in it. That was that was beautiful. Wallow in it. Something. Something. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you because I know you both did commercials as kids. Like that seems like it could be a real seedy world of showbiz parents and people asking you to do weird things in auditions that kids shouldn't be asked to do. Like, what was it like for you, for you guys doing commercials? Do wrestling, buddy, one day because that's so fresh in everyone's mind. I didn't take no shit from nobody. But I would do whatever they told me to do. So. For money. For money, for not money. for free. Not like, in the, not audi- like this. In the like audition, right it's now. like, if this is the audition, you better fucking say, I got it. Because, yeah, I'll take my shirt off. But I Nobody know. ever cursed at us in, during auditions. No casting agent ever said, you better fucking say this right now. No, but I did have a director once tell when we were shooting a babysitter's club and it was one of the girls and like she didn't want to do something. And I will never forget this as long as I live. Is that he goes, he goes, Oh, you don't want to do that? Well, you know, some actresses eat dirt if I ask them to. Oh, <laughs> oh and then Danny, and then Danny's like, yeah, I got buried in dirt on my first day of the feet. I got then, buried up to my neck. And then I said, I like dirt. <laughs> Not safe. Real ally there, Danny. I yeah. know, I know. While the Babysitter's Club keeps records of things we need to know, like what games you like best or what scares you. Or like Jackie likes to eat a whole box of cookies at one time. <laughs> I told the tutor because tutors on the set are usually the social worker. They're your, yeah, they're also um, they're your also, safe space. They're also your safe point. space. And I said, should I say anything? And she said, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that protected. tutor still has a job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just look it up for um, number one there. Yeah. No, let's see. What's a good a good one? Like, well, I didn't take a director's advice once, and it and it cost me. Uh, I, I puked up chicken nuggets. 
oh, you're supposed to spit them out, and you just kept eating them. Yeah, I get. I just went it because I'm. I was like nine years old. I'm like, I'm, of course, chicken nuggets a, are the ideal a, food at that point. What a sick, sick. Fucking off. I get this paid to eat. You fucking kidding sit here, me. Danny, we're gonna do this a lot. I don't it'll be fine. And I used a spit bucket to puke. <laughs> so the spit uh, bucket became a puke bucket at that so point. So the spit bucket another poetic puke, moment. Puke bucket. Uh and I don't think I ever worked with them again. I would just point out that in the background of Nick's background is your wrestling buddy Dan from your commercial. Oh my God! Yeah, this freaking Hulk Hogan right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Oh sure my is. God! There he is. Yeah. Well, pl- let's play that commercial now. Let's take a look. Introducing WWF Wrestling Buddies. Wrestling Buddies from Tonka. Tonka. Bopum. Wrestling Buddies are looking for action. Hey, fellas, what's going on? Nothing, Dad. Who do you think you are? Dad, Hulk Hogan. Wrestling hey, Buddies want to be your buddy. Nothing there. WWF Wrestling Buddy, new from Tonka. Do you get free merch? Yeah, like- I got, I got, I got to take home the Ultimate Warrior because that was nice. the guy of, of my my guy of choice, and uh, I had it for a very long time. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, there was a hole in the crotch. I didn't do anything to it, but it, it was <laughs> just wear and tear. Just ordinary just wear normal, and tear. Just normal, sure. just normal wear and tear. Sure, but, not the ordinary. But yep. I, somehow, I think my parents didn't think that was what was going on, and they took it. <laughs> Roll the clip, KJ. Roll the clip. <laughs> Quick. Oh any any segue whatsoever. <laughs> Easy Off wants to know what you want from an instant mildew stain remover. One that doesn't smell so bad. One that my kids can't open. My uh, my very first commercial that I ever did was a uh, was definitely a gateway drug. The it was a toilet paper commercial, and all the we had to do i remember was just stand in the back of like a half of a the back half of a station wagon that they got into the studio and hold groceries but the director was cool as shit he like showed me his king kong made of legos and he pulled off the head of the king kong and there was a can of hawaiian punch inside and like all kids i was easily won over by sugar since 2013, you've been doing this podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Mike, and mm-hmm. uh, talk a little bit about that. Well, it started as a let's hang out. Well, it really started as, hey, let's do something fun. And then we did a, a, a reunion, a Pete reunion in Portland, and that was our first episode. And we just talked about it. And then we, we thought, thought like, we heard that Keenan and Kel had a podcast. So we the idea, we but, to... they did, but they didn't. So we were, we were the first <laughs> we got ones. fooled. Um, it happens. I'm Pete, Thunderball Wrigley. And together, we make up the blowholes. Will there ever be a blowholes reunion? We had one. We had one in 2011 or 2012. We did a P&P reunion at the Bowery. We did two shows. Just need to gather the four winds of... It was, Aaron, I mean, it Aaron's was, in it LA. Well, Aaron, but Aaron didn't, shopping, play, Aaron, didn't play, Aaron didn't play drums for real, unfortunately. No. So we had to have someone else play drums. Let's all go see Danny and Mike on the road. And uh, we know that on your way, one of you will be secretly turning up the, the seat heat. 
the buffalo is getting the seat he, heat. I like absolutely, that. Absolutely. He brings the seat heat. You got to see this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to see And I him. also bring, I also it's a great bring, live show. I bring a lot of green chili cans with me too. And I, and I secretly put them in his food. So he doesn't feel the heat. He fights from back. The seat, you see the light. He, he feels the heat on his own seat later at the end of the night. <laughs> so is Seat Heat also the band that you're forming in order to combat Ooh. the other Seat, band? Seat Heat is your premier butt rock band. We're opening they up. Play, the they play all of the all of the hits. They're a battle also, with you, four three grainy. Are you are you did your band have a city in its name or a state like Kansas or Boston or Chicago? Or Chicago? <laughs> your butt rock. And the Seat Heats play your song. Danny Tamborelli and Michael Morona. I, you know, of uh, when we were going to have Pete and Pete on, I, I didn't know what to expect, but it was not seeing both of their nipples. We saw all four nipples. We did, um, and I was not prepared to have them be uh, sexual beings. No, um, it's very uh, odd. on the prowl. Very right. odd. <laughs> and uh, just a little postscript here. Danny uh, told me that uh, he got a voicemail from his mom who, you know, she called, he wasn't around. So she heard the voicemail and, and was very confused, Beautiful. but loved it. So our, our work here is done, I think. So KJ, why the theme corrupted childhoods? This is near and dear to my heart. And I know it is yours. Yeah. Because we were both latchkey kids. And, you know, there's a certain amount of parental supervision that uh, once it's taken away is huge and can really make all the difference in, in your mind as a, as a young child, which is just a lump of clay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why, you know, we both have big media collections of VHS tapes and DVDs. And yes. I think it's because our formative, you know, times were really shaped by television and, and movies. It was uh, the babysitter. It was the yeah. mom. It was the dad. It was everything. It was our world. Yeah, absolutely. And I know one thing I did was tape things on my VCR, I always had a tape in there. And if something great was on TV or public access, I would hit record. And uh, And then pause, pause when the commercial comes on. Yeah. Yeah. And now the thing is, I, you know, the commercials are the most valuable part of that. Usually, you know, like, (laughs) that's what I love about having the night flight original episodes with the commercials in them, because (laughs) those are so good. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I had not paused out the commercials. You know, and speaking of just weird shit in the 80s, um, do you remember when like kids movies had children who swore and smoked? Yes. Like, what a golden era. And it really that's a really big corrupter right there. When you're watching something like the Goonies, who in my mind were just a bunch of cute boys running around saying shit. Ah, shit! Um, Stand by me and um, yeah, that one's intense. The Monster Squad talking Monster about Nards Squad. and yeah, kids, kids saying dirty stuff that had a certain appeal and and I think I loved it. Yeah, I, I swore as a child. Did you? No, I used to get in trouble for not. it all the time. I had my mouth washed out by Suave shampoo. I've had it washed out by Zest. Do you guys remember Zest? Is that even still around? Yeah, um, Zest fully clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. Which add- did you prefer, Suave or Zest? Oh, Suave was the worst because it was liquid. It went right down my throat. Ooh, it was yeah. awful. I'll never forget that, but it never stopped me from saying the word bitch. Yeah, clearly your mouth has not been cleaned because uh, all no. that swearing in kids' movies has stuck with you all these years later. Definitely. Yeah, that's why we have to put an adult content tag on every episode of The Slumber Party. <laughs>
Yes, we do. You never I, know when some nipples will make an appearance. <laughs> and I, by the way, I have never sworn in front of my parents to this day, and I don't think I will. Really? So, yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Or my sister. Or my sister. So yeah. Are you guys really religious or something? No, no. I just think it's just, you're just really fucking Midwestern. Was, yeah, was not part of our upbringing. So <laughs> I lived this whole uh, private life. So I, I'm not. I've never been corrupted in the eyes of my parents. I can't even like grasp this. Yeah, I know. Well, Yo, of, you're weird. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I'm hosting this show. And you're weird, too. <laughs> Thank and, you. You know, you know what else is weird? One of the weirdest movies we've talked about that felt a little bit off was a movie from the <laughs> 80s called The Peanut Butter Solution. And you, it's hard to even describe. Maybe the trailer will, will help you, I guess, orient you a little bit towards this movie, but probably not. It will disorient you immediately. Michael, where's your hair? I'm bald. Now, he's got one hairy problem. And he's about to find a solution in the least likely place you'd think. Here's old Charlie's recipe. A jar of peanut butter. See the peanut butter solution. This movie has it all. All of the things you kind of get unsettled by in a film. That's true. Death. There, there are, are very violent, gruesome deaths uh, of winos, who the kids call them. Uh, there is uh, kidnapping. There's child slavery. Uh, there's, you know, drugging children. Um, where does it end? I don't know, but I, th I feel like it's all an allegory for um, a guy losing his hair way too early. You know, can you imagine the horror? Of something like that and uh th i think horror is the right genre for this movie even though it's supposed to be a, a family-friendly kids movie it is absolutely horrifying it also has yik um from degrassi and i personally lose my mind whenever i see any of the original degrassi kids like out in the wild doing other things swamp sex robots this is pornography i brought it from my brother and it's a fun fact that most Canadians have been on Degrassi at some point in their lives. It's just it's part of citizenship, you know, like military service. It, they it's have to the spend CSI two years. New York of Canada. <laughs> yeah. I watched this movie as a kid and I, I, I didn't know it was Canadian, but I knew something was off. So in my mind, I'm like, is this religious or is it Canadian? And a lot of times, you know, as a kid, you had no frame of reference. You just know that it's weird. And like, you know, there's some kid named Alistair and you're like, hmm, that's weird. There aren't a lot of kids named Alistair where I'm from. So what's weird about this? Um, more people speaking French. And of course, it is Canadian. I have uh, <laughs> I have three words for you. Long, luxurious pubes. Let me try it. Why? You don't need it. You got lots of hair. Sure, but but what? Well, I'll put some down there. Are you crazy? Who the fuck is this movie for? The and you know Why what? Is this yeah, I don't know. What's even weirder about the um, the long <laughs> mane of pubes that Connie grows is that uh, he's able to convince the pubes to stop growing by yelling at them. He yells at his pubes in one scene in this movie. Stop! I said stop. Stop growing right now. There have been times where I've, I've just wished I could yell stop at my pubes and get them to stop growing, <laughs> but that's uh, not how things work in the real world. The other thing that makes this the ultimate Canadian movie is that the soundtrack is done by a young <laughs> Celine Dion. 
Can we hear a little bit of this? Let, yeah, let's listen. Listen to the magic man. A bing a bang, a ding a dang, and oops, your mind goes clang. It, it's just a, a profoundly strange movie, and the only way to experience it really, truly, is to just watch the whole thing with your jaw on the floor. It's The Peanut Butter Solution, streaming right now on Night Flight Plus. Yes, and we would love to thank our guest tonight. Thanks to Roy Miles, a.k.a. The Ghetto Geppetto, for joining us. And thank you to Danny Tamborelli and Michael Morona from The Adventures of Danny and Mike podcast. Uh, they've corrupted my childhood, I know. And um, I, I think my biggest takeaway from tonight's episode, ultimately, is um, if your pubes are ever growing out of control, you have to yell at them to stop. Yeah, is, is that how you do it? or Absolutely. I, I how don't do you have... get your pubes in control? No more nair, no more manscaping. I just have a stern talking to with my pubes and uh, recommend you do the same. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for watching the Night Flight Slumber Party. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night. Good night.